Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a very special edition of The Hauntings of. And now, here are your hosts, Chip Hazard and Talon Williams. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special edition of The Hauntings of right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams alongside with Chip Hazard. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we bring to you a very special two-part Hauntings of episode where we talk about the hauntings of the great country of our neighbors to the north. Yes, we are talking about the country of Canada. I should have cut the phone off. Chip, what can we look forward to in today's episode? From battlefields to castles, Canada is home to many historical points of interest, with many of them reportedly haunted with Canadian ghost stories to be told. So we're not going to squander any time we're going to jump right into it here's a rundown of some of the most haunted places in canada and we're going to start off with saint francis xavier university in antigosha yep that's right uh no, yep uh nova scotia uh <clears throat> and so this was originally built back in 1853 St. Francis Xavier University merged with Mount St. Bernard College, a local Catholic school for girls, in 1894. One of the nuns working at Mount St. Bernard, who legend has it, fell in love and had an affair with a priest of St. Francis Xavier. Oh. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Freaky little I know, right? <laughs> uh, as her religion forbid this kind of thing, she was humiliated. Not being able to live with the guilt, it's reported that she leapt to her death from a balcony in Gamoral Hall. Staff and students now refer to her as the Blue Nun. Mm-hmm. Now, to some of our fans... To some of our fans, that is not to be confused with the blue meaning. <laughs> right. This is the blue nun. Uh, and it is believed that she haunts the halls and residents of the campus, turning on taps, knocking on doors, knocking over books, and even on occasion, she has been known to appear right before your eyes. Oh, hell No. Okay, like I've seen the I've uh, that's a lie. I've not seen this movie. I don't want to watch this movie. The you know the movie I'm talking none. I no that because here's the thing. Like for me, like I do believe that. I mean, because yeah, I mean, Catholicism is a form of Christianity, you know, and I understand that Catholicism is a little bit different than than some other forms of Christianity. Um, you know, they believe, you know, they have the priests and they have the, the bishops and, you know, you confess your sins, you know, you go into the, the little, you know, hot box that they have and, you know, you, you confess your sins to the priest, you know, say a couple of Hail Marys and you're fine. Um, it's not just Catholicism that does well, that. Right. But I'm just saying in the simple, because I mean, there's other, you know, there's, uh, Episcopals and other religions that do the same thing as well. But, you know, to me, like. Nuns, you know, are very devout in their faith, you know, and, you know, you would think that they would be more protectors than anything else, you know, and then you see the previews for movies like, you know, The Nun, and it's like, I, mm -mm, you know, like, I mean, people are already scared enough of, you know, so, because, I mean, you hear for different people, it's like, oh, well, I went to Catholic school when I was a kid. Oh, really? How was that? the nuns scared the shit out of me, you know, because I don't, I mean, I mean, even, I mean, even then, I mean, other movies when they depict like demonic, you know, nuns, like, I mean, it happened in the movie, none, it happened in the movie, the devil inside. Like there's, you know, like, what is it about nuns? Like you get possessed by a demon or something. It's like, ah, you know, um, and that doesn't necessarily say that, it's, that she's a demon. But it just says that this nun haunts the halls. Um, and you know, to, to many people, you know, it, you know, it be it being forbidden in the religion that you know the priest and the nuns, you know, 
even though they are consenting adults, you know, it's, you know, forbidden in the religion for them to, because I think they have to be celibate, I believe is the, uh, yes. you know, so I don't know if it's just because of it, they believe it is you have to be more pure to have that role. I, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, my mom was a Catholic, but I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, like the the rules and everything right um but it, it i mean but i think what it is is maybe because she committed probably the ultimate sin which is you know it's 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 the one sin like it's one of the very few sins that you can't ask forgiveness for is committing suicide you know you leap to your death and it's like you know it's like man it's like it's, it's, it's sad enough that she felt humiliated and then she leaped to her death but we um it was a nun like oh man you know um my, my another question that i have is why do they call her the blue nun is it where does the blue reference I'm, i may have to do me a quick little google search here hold on i'm gonna type in the blue nun and i swear to god none of this sh no crazy shit better pop up and scare me uh there's a song by the beastie boys called the blue nun. what dude that's the first thing that pops up yeah. That's the first thing. Wait, hold on a second. There's also another thing that popped up. It's called Blue Nun. Uh, it's a German wine that was launched in the 1920s. Yeah. Okay. So here I, I found one on caretakers paranormal investigations.blogspot.com. That's a mouthful. Uh, it, <laughs> that is a mouthful. Uh, it's talking about the Blue Nun of St. Francis Xavier University. It says, when you think of a haunting, a university dorm may not be the first place you think of, but SFX's Gilmore Hall is reported to be haunted by two resident ghosts. Oh, two. So there's a, there's another one. Mm-hmm. So it says that legend has it, one of the sisters was in love with a priest but she was overcome with guilt over the affair that she jumped from a balcony to her death. Some even say that the priest went on to kill himself as well due to the overwhelming guilt and grief that he felt in both his lover and unborn child's death. Oh my goodness. See, it didn't um, mention that in the, in the, in the, in the blurb. No. Uh, so it says an apparition of a priest has often been seen lurking around the school's spiral stairway and they are now known as the Blue Nun and the Red Priest. Um, and it says, Every year, freshmen report a ghostly figure in a glowing blue habit drifting through their dorm rooms. Sounds of footsteps walking the halls at night, hearing disembodied voice in hallways, and stifled giggles in the hallway when no one is nope. there. <laughs> Students have also reported lights and appliances turning on in the middle of the night, Objects moving around on their own, including textbooks being strewn across dorm room floors, slamming doors, water faucets turning on, shadow figures, and even the sound of an old telephone ringing. A recent resident of uh, SFX had a particularly haunting experience. In her room in the wee hours of the morning, she was about to fall asleep and she heard a crash. Turning her head, she saw that a cup had fallen to the ground. Its plastic lid and straw separated on the floor. Too afraid to pick it up, she left the distinct pieces there. The next day, upon recounting the story to a friend, upon hearing, he remembered that he had borrowed a dish from her and returned her cup. The same cup that he had seen fall in her room the night before, and the same cup she had passed in order to visit this friend. A seemingly mundane yet inexplicable event that can only be attributed to paranormal happenings. Hmm. hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, another student whose books and papers regularly rearranged themselves reported walking in the middle of the night to find a specter with red glowing eyes hovering over his bed. The figure pointed at him and then disappeared. Uh... uh <laughs> No. <laughs> See, I, and and that's when I would have disappeared. Right. I'm gone. <laughs> Peace out. Yeah. Uh, 
And then it, it goes on to say, if you know of any other paranormal events that have happened here or have a story of your own that you would like to share, we would love to hear it from you. Yes, we would. Uh, you can send us an email at uh, movementradio2019 at gmail.com or send us a direct message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, you can send one to our uh, website, movementradio.us. We would love to hear of any stories that you might have of this particular place. Yeah, and if you look at it, I mean, it does look, it looks more like a Catholic church than it does a university. If you look, just look at the picture from it, it kind of does because it has the cross on top of like a dome on the top. Um, yeah. And if anybody wants to check this photo out, Chip, where can they go? As always, check it out at hauntedrooms.com. We're not sponsored, but man, we really hope to be one day. <laughs> Maybe one day. All right. So from there, let's move on to the very next one. Now, this next one is called Dun Vegan. Pre- pre- oh, excuse me. Wow. I can't speak tonight. Dun Vegan Provenial Park. And this is in Fairview, Alberta, Canada. Now, the site of one of Alberta's Alberta's, excuse me, very first fur trade post. Um, Dun Vegan Provin. Provi- why can't I talk tonight? Dun Vegan Provincial. Oh. Dun Vegan. I'll just say the park is believed to be home to there many. To is said to be home to many paranormal ongoings. One of the most common reports is the ghost of a woman who is believed to have been frozen to death one fateful night whilst out searching for her husband during an unrelenting snowstorm. Many eyewitness accounts report that sightings of a lantern seen flickering in the distance right where the woman's body was found. There is a common sighting of a priest, here we go, who's seen sitting at a desk in the rectory. He's also been seen by passerbys standing up looking out the window. A common claim at the park is the feeling of being watched throughout the park, in particular around the Dunvegan Bridge, where the ghost of a woman dressed in a long white hooded cloak and bare feet has been witnessed. Her figure has also been spotted around the mist coming in from the river. Hmm. Now, a couple things to digest here. One, the ghost lady who was frozen to death, you know, looking for her husband during the snowstorm. Like, that's more tragedy because it's like, okay, is she still looking for her husband? Is that why you see the lantern in the, in the distance in the night? Do you still Is she still there trying to find her husband? And the question of what happened to her husband. Um, the second one is, okay, the priest, like, you know, at the desk of the rectory, you know, and he just looks at passersby out the window, you know, are we sure that's the priest or is it someone just there? And then the third thing is the bridge where you see the woman dressed in a long white hooded cloak instead of a long instead of a white dress. It's a long hooded cloak. You know, and yeah, if her figure is spotted around the mist coming out the river, so. Who is this mysterious, you know, like like that intrigues me as to who this woman particularly is. Like the first woman, you kind of understand the background story. The priest, you know, that could be a mis- misconstrued. I want to know who this woman is. The long hooded cloaked lady with bare feet, you know, like who who is she specifically? What are your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, I, I'd like to know a little more um, about it and, you know. It, it just says that, you know, that they they claim to uh, have this feeling of being watched. Um, maybe they are being watched. Maybe, you know, not conspiratorial here, but maybe Big Brother's watching you. I mean, I'm sure they have that in Canada, too. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. If actually, in fact, there's actually a... Uh, um, there's a podcast. I'm not going to, I mean, 
fuck it, I'll shout them out because, I mean, where else would you go? Uh, there's a podcast called Paranormal Files Canada. And it's uh, in season two, episode six, they actually talk about it on that particular episode. Uh, anybody wants to, you know, I guess check it out, check them out. Um, but I'm starting, I'm looking through and I'm trying to find, um, it says haunted places in peace. Um, but again, it's one of those things I'm like, okay, I'm going to type in cloaked ghost. Okay. Okay. It just talks about, okay, that's that. Okay. The, okay. They got a Wikipedia page, but I want to see, uh, okay. It doesn't say anything about the hauntings though. See, that's the thing. Hmm. See, this is this is see this is this is the thing that, that's gonna bother me because I want to know. Okay, hold on. Here's one. It's the ghost of Dunvegan Bridge. Okay, let me click on this. Hopefully it doesn't shock anything. All right, you ready for this, Bubba? Let's All right, it, it says Happy Halloween Spirit River. Here is one of the local ghost stories. Everyone has heard of her vaguely. The story is like a the story itself is like the ghost itself, dim and dilapidatus, glimpsed sometimes in the imagination and then appearing with a curl of mist. Let's see if we can make it make it stay a little longer. In the winter, after the bridge was completed in November of 1960, two men were driving through the valley. It was a snowy night, very very dark and very very cold, and they drove with extra care. When they reached the middle of the bridge, they were astonished to see a woman leaning into a swirling, the swirling snow with her head bent inside of a, of a hooded cloak. The cloak may have been warm, but certainly her feet were definitely not. The men slowed to see if she was in trouble, but she showed no signs. She did not even acknowledge them. Worried about stopping the car on the bridge, the men continued to the opposite side of the shore to find to, to find somewhere to pull over. Then one stepped out into the wind and snow and trudged back to, to, to see where the woman had been, calling to her as he approached. There was no one else on the bridge. The man had followed their, their fresh tire tracks through the snow all day, leaving their own footprints. But there were no one else's footprints around. The woman could not have been there, and yet both men had seen her on the bridge. Determined to see her again, the two returned on several su subsequent nights, bringing more friends with them. They concentrated their efforts on the bridge, but when they finally spotted the figure again, she was part way up the hill. She appeared to be standing knee high in snow picking berries that's when the witnesses knew for sure that she must be a spirit there is another story about the ghost of dunvegan bridge with even fewer details it is said that a man of spirit river had encountered with the ghost woman but frightened him so badly that he would never speak about it ever again to anyone other people must have seen this ghost because she is often described as wearing something more like a a habit than a I don't know what that is a habit other than a hooded cloak that is why she is often depicted as a nun but why should a nun from Dunvegan's distant past haunt a bridge constructed in the late 1950s why should anyone haunt this bridge to begin with except that it must be a lovely place to walk most evenings do you know more about this story that we're not being told and then it gives the email address to spirit to uh, town spirit. Um, you know, I was trying to find the story. I was trying to find, but this particular one didn't give me much of any detail. And I think it's one of those stories that just it's so cloaked in mystery. Maybe it's one of those stories that maybe we just don't need to know if that makes any sense. Right, or is it just a local urban legend? See, it. I was thinking that too. It sounds more like an an urban legend than it does, you know. Like, for example, and, and I bring this up all the time in all the hauntings episodes that we do down here where I live in in Rossville, Georgia. 
um, if you just go into Fort Oglethorpe at the battlefield, the story of Old Green Eyes. I've never seen Old Green Eyes. More, more, a lot of people, you know, people my age have never seen it, but our parents and stuff, they say, oh, you got to see Green Eyes. Green Eyes is over there, you know, in the tower. Never seen him, you know, but I, you hear many, many stories about, about Green Eyes. It's more of a local urban legend. Is this a haunting or is this an urban legend? That's something, you know, that's... <laughs> That's something that's, pr- it, 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 I'm leaning more toward urban legend at this point. Yeah, so yeah. That, yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Although, I mean, it it, it would be pretty interesting to, to know the, the true story, you know? Like, I would want to know more of the story than just, you know, like why, you know? It might be something I would explore later, but even then, I, I don't even, I don't know if I'd want to, you know? Right. But nevertheless, uh, let's move on to the next one. You got it? I do. Next up, we're going to talk about the Ottawa Bytown Museum, obviously in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Uh, so situated on the Rideau Canal's lower docks on the Ottawa River, the museum was originally built way back in 1827 by the British military to store coins and supplies. It wasn't until the 1950s that it was converted into what is now the Ottawa Premier Museum, Gallery, and Historic Site. The reports from this location center around two male spirits, Duncan McNabb and Colonel John By, respectively. Many a report points to the spirit of both men competing for the spot of the top ghost. The apparition of a man has been seen wandering the rooms with the male figure taking a shine to groups, often appearing at the back of the room only to disappear into thin air as soon as he's been seen. The staff have often reported the distant sounds of two men arguing with some conviction. One of the most famous hauntings of the museum surrounds the dolls, which have been known to move positions by themselves at night. <laughs> nope. <laughs> A little five nights at Freddy's? No, thank you. Yeah, nope. Uh, one particular report stands out from one of the volunteers at the museum. He believed that McNabb's ghost was the most prominent male spirit, though his theory was tested one particular night when his computer's power went off by itself. When it rebooted, he witnessed the words Lieutenant Colonel John By repeatedly being written all over his screen. What? Mm, yeah. What? That's the that's mm. the day I never use technology again. Like, I mean, nope. dude. Okay, so so it's between. Okay, so this is the first time I've I've heard of a competition between ghosts. It's like, no, I scare more people. No, I scare more people. You don't know shit. Like, you know, like that 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 stroke that's so weird to me, man. That is so weird that uh, the two ghosts yeah. are competing to see who and then for one particular person, a volunteer at the museum, when he said, you know, oh, he believes that McNabb's ghost is more prominent and then he tested the theory power went off and then the, you know it, we i mean seriously like if, if your computer just shut off rebooted by itself and all you seen was lieutenant colonel john bay repeated over over and over again in the street like yeah that would freak me the fuck out like you know what i don't need to be in this museum anymore i'm done fuck you i'm leaving i, I don't care i'm gone bye see you later deuces like <laughs> that's what i would do at least <laughs> peace to you i am out. yeah and then, but 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 my question is okay let's just say okay you know what i can see lieutenant colonel john by he's the top one what happens after that is is duncan mcnab gonna come out of nowhere and like you know it's almost like no john by comes back okay so wait i'm fi- am i fixing to watch a, a two ghosts fight just to see who's the scarier one like what is this you know right I, 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 what what are your thoughts? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, first of all, like you said, this is the first time I've personally heard of two uh, spirits kind of battling each other. Right. To, to be the number one spirit. Um, and, and then, like, if I was that volunteer and the power goes out and when it comes back up my computer is just typing by itself lieutenant journal count lieutenant colonel john by lieutenant colonel john by lieutenant colonel john by lieutenant colonel john by like that's my last day um volunteer in there right (laughs) hell i'm out i'm done no like yeah, I, I wanted, to, you know, but it says that oh, well, he 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 mostly appears in the back of the room until you look at him. you know, kind of like those uh, excuse me, kind of like the eye floaters, you know what I mean? Like you see a couple, like you're like what's that right. over there? Oh wait, it's gone. I'm gonna look right here. Well, I'm gonna move over here. You got an answer for everything, don't you? Anyway, um, so yeah, this is one particular one. I'm like, you know, you know what? I ain't gonna worry about coming to this place. I'm 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 good. I don't I don't want to I don't want to you know ghosts fighting over me you know <laughs> right you know um that being said let's move on to the next one the next one is the government house as this and this is in Regina Saskatchewan um one of the most infamous Canadian haunted houses recently refurbished to its original 1890s grandeur is the government house and the government house was the resident of former lieutenant governor of Saskatchewan. Guests today can take a tour and take in its history and its beautiful architecture for themselves. If you're lucky, or in some cases unlucky, you might even bump into one of the resident's ghosts, resident ghosts. One ghost who goes by the name of Howie may be waiting for you, as his apparition has been seen on many occasions mainly in the kitchen. He is believed to be the ghost of the former cook of Archibald Peter McNabb, who was a lieutenant governor of Saskatchewan from 1936 to 1945. Howie is also known to be the source of disembodied footsteps, repeatedly opening and shutting doors and moving objects. Other reports within the building, excuse me, include people seeing faces in the mirror next to their own, and the mysterious sounds of children laughing, son of a bitch. I can't get away from this. Mm-mm. The mysterious Mm-mm. sounds of children laughing and babies crying in the dead of night. Unexplained cold spots are often experienced mainly in what was the nursery wing of the house. Oh, my God. I've said it once before. I'll say it again. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't deal with the dead kids. I can't, you know, like... To me, because it's like, you know, the, the spirit's trapped in the, you know, in the body of the child and the baby and just, oh, you know how I feel about it. Um, yeah, nope. Yep. Nope. Count me out. Yeah. Um, that being said, though, I mean, they say that the, the, that the main ghost that haunts it is the ghost of Howie, who um, was the was the former cook of Peter McNabb um, or Ultra... Archibald Peter McNabb, um, former lieutenant governor of Saskatchewan. Uh, so is he in, is he whipping up something in the kitchen for you? Like, is that just the place that he's you know most comfortable? Where, 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 where's your head at with this one? Uh, yeah, I would say that's probably the the place that he is is the most comfortable. Um, maybe you know, I mean, maybe he wanted to be uh, a cook. And, or uh, he is a former cook, I'm sorry, uh, who who also became a lieutenant governor. So maybe he was more comfortable cooking than he was being the lieutenant governor. Right. Um, you, know? you know, and it says that he's the main source of the disembodied voices. He's the main source of the doors opening and closing and moving of objects. Um it is, and again, man, it is this fact that the unexplained cold spots are often experienced mainly in the nursery wing of the house, which, you know, it's like, could you imagine me, you're walking through this hallway and then all of a sudden all you hear is, you know, 
crying uncontrollably and you walk into the room where you hear the crying and ain't nobody there and it's like ah the damn ghost children got me again you know what i mean right i i i, I the, the ghost kids are gonna yeah. scare me half to death every single time uh <laughs> that's why i said count anyway. me out count me out exactly all right that being said let's jump yep. to the next one you got it I do. All right, next up, we're going to talk about the Gibraltar Point Lighthouse, and this is in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, Toronto itself is a hotbed of paranormal activity, and one location that never fails to disappoint is the Gibraltar Point Lighthouse. Located on the inner harbor of Center Island, visiting this eerie-looking structure, and you may witness the ghost of a lighthouse's first keeper, John Paul Rattlemuller. <clears throat> Muller is reported to have died back in 1815, seven years after the lighthouse was built, but not much is known about that. It is believed by many that Miller was a bootlegger and one night a group of Fort York soldiers wanted to enjoy some of his booze, but he allegedly refused and, already drunk, the soldiers murdered him. Hmm. They apparently dismembered his body, leaving parts all around the lighthouse. His ghost has been seen dashing up to light the beacon during the stormy weather and wandering around the grounds accompanied by moaning sounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, is this a situation of like, they said, because you just said leaving body parts all around the house or all around the lighthouse, like, is he missing body parts as he's running up to cut the, you know, is his body, did, did his body get put back together or? I see. It doesn't seem like it, 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 it it's almost as if like it, it, from the way I'm reading it, uh, it, it's almost as if, uh, he, he's running around trying to collect his body parts. And when he gets the body parts, he rushes up to light the beacon, you know? Right. See, I'm looking him up now. And I'm looking up. Oh, that's a scary looking picture. Apparently, this is the, the, the guy. Um, whew. Dude, that shit gave me chills, dude. Like, what the fuck? Though just dude, just go to, type in John Paul Rademuller and just look at the very first picture and images. All right. Do that. Do do that. Do that real quick. Cause dude, he looks he looks scary as shit in a sense. Go I'll wait for you to take care of that. Images and search. Oh, yeah, he. Yeah. Whoa, he does look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then there's other ones. If you actually go to, there's a place called Toronto.com, and it talks about the keeper that's said to haunt the lighthouse. Um. Yeah. Um. It tells the story of uh, how, excuse me, a resident named Jimmy Jones, who is the unofficial mayor of the island, looks out over Lake Ontario before the spooky lagoon haunted uh, Toronto Island's tours every th every Thursday start every Thursday starting in October fifth. Jones offers his historical look at the island and the murder of the Gibraltar Point lighthouse keeper John Paul uh, Rodemuller. Okay, so like what we said, you know, about the about the soldiers who 
dismembered his body and they buried him in a shallow grave. And it says, while elements of the story have been disputed, the soldiers accused of his murder were acquitted of the charges. Some still say that uh, John Paul's ghost haunts the, the area to this day. Uh, it says in Toronto Island stories, murder at the lighthouse will bring guests to the island via water taxi with a tour of the grounds around the lighthouse led by a guide in period style garb uh, named Luke Coat, who is the owner of the water taxi service. Tiki Taxi, that's a pretty clever name, spearheaded the tour as a means to bring the water taxi company together in light of a painfully slow season. So that's how that came about. Um, uh, the story is more along the lines of, like, yeah, and, and you, you can actually go to SpookyLagoon.com. Um, you click on, that's a 403 forbidden message. That's forbidden. You don't have permission to access the, this resource. Okay. I guess they don't want me to know shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> Anyway, how you feeling about this one, Bubba? Uh, okay. So first of all, uh, I, I know this was in eighteen fifteen, but uh, fuck them soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, because just because you couldn't get some more alcohol, you gonna kill this man and dismember his body? Like that's that's fucked up. Right. It is. Absolutely. Um, but again, it, it it's a it, it seems to be a tale of tragedy. Yes. You know, uh, where you know this man was just there doing his job, apparently a job that he really enjoyed, and you know you got to come along and and kill this man. Like, man, get out of here. Right. It's, it's stupid. Yeah. The fact that, you know, you, because he wouldn't give you alcohol, you killed him. Like, no, no, fuck these people. Um, But maybe, but again, maybe it's one of those, because it says the eerie looking structure and you witness the ghost of the, light, of the lighthouse and things of that nature. Um, So, but maybe he's one of those where it's like, it's not an evil, angry, vengeful type ghost. You know, maybe he's one of those ghosts that he loved his job so much he wanted to stay at the lighthouse, like the beacon in stormy weather, things of that nature. And when you think about, you know, the moaning sounds, is he moaning because he doesn't have his limbs anymore? Is he still reliving the the bad things that happened? You know, like like what is it to the story? What else is to the story? You know, right? And people say that the story changes. You know, sometimes. That being said, though, let's jump straight to the very next one. The next one is called the Tranquil Sanitarium, and this is in Kamloops, British Columbia. This sanitarium near Kamloops, British Columbia, was built in 1907 to house patients suffering from tuberculosis. The building was closed briefly in 1958, reopening again one year later with its primary focus on those who have a mental illness. It remained open until 1983, when it eventually closed yet again. If you visit this abandoned building today, you'll likely witness any number of paranormal reports. Those brave enough to investigate have often witnessed what looks like the looks looks to be the outlined figure standing in the window. People have also claimed to hear children, son of a bitch have also claimed to hear children crying from the 8th floor, which was the pediatric wing, and floating orbs all throughout the building. Why do I get stuck with the damn ghost kids? Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like all the ghost kids, you know, ugh, I, I think that's God's way of saying, hey, you know, they're under my protection. Relax. Um, so, yeah, I mean... It doesn't give too much information other than, you know, orbs or dust pot particles, according to taps. Everything's a damn dust particle. Um, but just like with any other sanitarium that we talk about or any other asylum that we talk about or any other hospital that we talk about, 
what's the common theme with each and every single one of these places overpopulation and uh experiments yep that's what see to see that's what i'm getting as well in fact i'm gonna do me a quick little google search here and i'm gonna find out Tranquil sanitarium there it is right there uh yeah it show okay there's a wikipedia page for it um it doesn't really have a lot to say oh okay it's talking about the neighborhood okay okay click, click on the sanitarium okay uh it says here it says that the sanitarium was built in 1907 to treat tuberculosis which was known as the white plague back then it was a ranch beforehand the bc government bought the land at for the sanitarium as the tuberculosis epidemic was spreading into the 1900s a small community known as tranquil excuse me was built around it originally the facility was called the king edward the fourth sanitarium and served only to treat tuberculosis it was built um the facility around gardens, houses, a gymnasium, a farm, a fire department, and other facilities. 1958, hospital closed, reopened in 1959 to treat mental illness. It was permanently closed in 1983, like we said, but briefly functioned as a detention center for young offenders in the 1990s. In September of 1991, an Italian developer, Giovanni Camporio, uh, the president of ANA Foods bought the land and turned it into a resort and renamed it uh, Padova City as a reminder of the place where he was born. There were plans for the demolition of the site, but governmental, inter governmental interference and uh, Campero's unrelated 1997 case prevented it. The Tranquil Sanitarium has a medical lab in the middle of it. The abandoned site is currently operated by the tranquil uh, farm fresh and the acres of fertile land used for agriculture movies such as the ATM and firewall were partly filmed in this facility the company uh, the company on saturdays and sundays give tours of the grounds and opens its infamous tunnels at halloween for theatrics and partnerships with the Camaray theater in Kamloops, british columbia uh-huh so it's still in use in some aspects, but not in the aspects of, you know. Although there is another one. It says this creepy abandoned sanitarium will give you nightmares. Um, and it talks about the abandoned sanitarium. Um, yeah, it says here. Oh, shit. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. It says, empty for decades. People have reportedly, and by the way, I'm on a website called Vancouver is Awesome. So there you go. Uh, it says that empty for decades, people have reported feeling a penetrating eeriness when they visit the site. There are multiple buildings on the site and even mysterious tunnels that connect many of them underground. Visitors claim to see a mother crying for her child on the 6th and 8th floor, while others have been hearing the voices of children playing in the children's ward on brightly colored orbs near the entrance. Likewise, other reports note that the tunnels below are filled with the lonely voices and cries. Now, a company called Transquil uh, Farm Fresh operates the site and gives tours, although 2020 and 2021 were both canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, but, in 19, but in 2018, the abandoned sanitarium was turned into a creepy escape room for Halloween. The escape up from Padova took place in the abandoned tunnels below the sanitarium and offered one hour of heart-pounding terror in the dark, according to... Uh, and, and, and it has some of the pictures, and some of these pictures are fucking creepy. Um, I wouldn't recommend going if you uh, if uh, if you decide you don't want to. Um, if you decide if you decide you want to, I wouldn't recommend it. And there's also um, many uh, uh, many YouTube videos about people walking through. So there's something there if you guys want to check that out as well. 
who I got heartburn real bad. Excuse me. Uh, uh, that being said, though, Bubba, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. You got it? I do. Next up, we're going to talk about the Fairmont Empress, and this is in Victoria, Vancouver Island, British Columbia. That's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. Uh, so our next stop on this whirlwind display of real Canadian ghost stories brings us to the Fairmont Empress Hotel. The Fairmont Empress is a luxurious Victorian hotel situated in the heart of Victoria. Listed as a National Historic Site of Canada due to its national significance and playing host to royalty, movie stars, and many famous people, the hotel is also known for guests of the ghostly variety. Guests and staff alike have reportedly witnessed the slender apparition of a man strolling down the halls, sporting a mustache and carrying a cane. He is believed to be the former architect Francis Rattenbury. That's uh, a, a way to describe him. A slender apparition of a man strolling down the hall, sporting a mustache and carrying a cane. So the Monopoly guy, if he was Slender Man? That's what I'm getting. Uh, <laughs> okay, just making sure we were on the same page. Yep. Uh, there is a maid who has decided to stay behind uh, after her death to carry on the job she loved so much during her life. Guests often see the ghost of a young girl in one particular room. And another story comes from way back in 1960 when a construction worker working on the building's west tower claimed to have seen a black shadow form then begin to swing from the ceiling. It's reported that this could have been the spirit of another worker who had hung himself in the same location just one year earlier. What? Yeah, no. See, if I'm working on anything and all of a sudden I, I see this... this black shadow uh appear before me nope done i'm gone like I, I i don't need to work no more that day no especially the fact of the shadow you know pretty much committing suicide like nah -uh. you gotta yeah, miss me with that one bro that one's that was a little bit too iffy right um you know and i mean the former architect i can kind of see because you know it was his beauty his this hotel is i mean beautiful you know beautiful hotel or whatever it is um and a lot of people you know talk about it you know i mean if you actually go to uh the fairmount empress hotel it has a, it's actually pretty good rating it's 8.5 on booking.com uh you know they say oh the location is great it was clean it's light the bar area is beautiful the dining room is amazing i love the fact that they serve sweet tea in canada I didn't. The fact that someone had to point out, I'm glad they served sweet tea in Canada, shows proves you one thing. The person that wrote this is is from the south. Uh, yep, because in the north they don't have sweet tea; they have iced tea, and they can give you sugar packets. Right. Yeah. And I, I, they you 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 say unsweet tea, and they don't know even know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. I. I uh, several years ago, I took a trip to uh new york to to visit my aunt and she took me out uh for breakfast uh my my mom my wife and i uh and uh we get there and the lady she she says uh, what would you like to drink and i was like oh sweet tea and she was like huh and i was like <laughs> oh y'all y'all don't have sweet tea she said what's that i was like you know like tea with sugar in it it's sweet tea and she was like oh honey we have some iced tea i was like but is it sweet she was like i can bring you some sugar i said never mind can you bring me a dr pepper instead <laughs> right uh because i don't know right. if you've ever tried to put uh sugar packets over a glass of iced tea it it, it, it don't blend too well no it don't the sugar gets stuck okay, in and, the ice Yep. Tea don't get sweet, and I'm like, nope. Man, what kind of uncivilized bullshit is this? 
<laughs> and some I, I heard this one comedian i can't remember who it was but he was like he you know he's from kentucky but he hates sweet tea he said you know why i hate sweet tea because growing up i never wanted to drink brown kool-aid and he said that's what he calls he calls it brown kool-aid i'm like all right well if that's what you think um you know which you which pe- there are people who drink their tea very differently you know you could have tea that's you know, not as sweet, but kind of sweet. Then you have some that's not sweet whatsoever. And then you can have a tea, sweet tea that tastes like a coma. Um, and you know, that's that shit that, you know, you know, one sip of this tea, whoo, you don't see Jesus. You never will. You know, it was, it's, it's that type of experience. Um, I don't know. It's like, you know how some people would like, Oh, I like a little sugar with my tea. Some people like I like I like a little tea with my sugar. It's it's different, you know. It just depends on where you go. I mean, some people hell just just get just give it to me intravenously. Like, damn, you like sweet tea that much? Okay. Yep. Nevertheless, nevertheless, back to the hauntings. Uh, you know, like it's like you know, like what we talked about. It could be you know the former architect seeing his beauty and everything. Um, the maid who decided to stay beyond death to carry out the job that she loves so much. Um, so what would be like, it would, would you walk into the room and she's there like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'll wait for you to come back. Oh no, it's okay. I'm almost done. Okay. And then she gone. I was like, Oh man, she did such a good job. I want to give her a tip. Like you try to look for it. It's like, where's the lady that was in here? The lady, maybe she had, you know, was like, there ain't nobody here that works that. Okay. Then who the hell was in my room cleaning it? Right. Uh, it might, you might be that maid, that ghost maid, ghost maid. What ghost maid? The hell you talking about? This ghost maid was just in my room a minute ago. What the hell's going on here? You know? Yeah. Nope. I'm out. Scare me half to death. Yep. I'm out too. Nope. You know? I mean, that takes me. But I'm also curious. Go ahead. That takes me all the way back to that one. uh, I forget what state it was, but where the the guy uh, went to lay down and the ghost was like, but I was here first. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. And you're gonna be here last because uh, I'm I'm out. I'm going straight. I want to say I'm going straight. I want to say that out. was. I want to say that was. It was one of the very last ones that we did. I want to say it was either Wisconsin or West Virginia. I had to go back through and look, but yeah, I th- I'm thinking it was. It may have been Wisconsin or West Virginia, or it could have been Virginia. I don't know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you know, but. But but it does give like the guests often see the ghost of a young girl in one particular room, you know, it doesn't describe the girl or doesn't tell tell you the room number or anything like that. So that one's intriguing. I kind of want to know like who was the girl and why was she haunting that particular room? You know what I mean? Yeah. But but that being said, so we're gonna move on to the next one. This is Seal Island, and this is in Yarmouth County in Nova Scotia. Now, this island in the southwestern Nova Scotia in southwestern Nova Scotia is apparently the home of a ghost of Annie Lindsay, who is believed to have died when her lifeboat overturned after the ship she was on, the SS Ottawa, was shipwrecked off the island in 1891. Her body was buried in the East End churchyard, and visitors can still see her grave marker to this day. Local legend says that what th- that there was evidence that she was buried alive after her coffin was dis was uh, disinterred years later. Her ghost can be seen wandering the churchyard and the surrounding areas. Oh Jesus! You, okay, okay, okay. Let, let's let's start this over. Hold on. So. You believe that she was dead because her lifeboat was overturned due to a shipwreck. Her body was buried alive. She was buried. Oh, dude, like. That's got to be one of the most fucked up ways to die possible. Like, like to me, there's three. The, the, and this is just me. This is me. I think the three worst ways to die is to be buried alive, to drown, or to be set on fire. Then I'm sure there's other people who have other, like, but that's just me. You know, no, you don't want to go out. 
those ways. You know what I mean? I don't want to be burned alive. I don't want to be buried alive. I don't want to be drowned. I don't want to drown. You know? Yep. That's no, nah, I'm right there. With you know, you. well, that's, either way you're going to, either way you're suffocating. Right. Well, that's like, um, back in the day, uh, they used to, when they buried people, uh, they would put a little bell above them and there was a string down through the ground into the casket and the gravekeeper uh would listen uh and like if they heard the bell ring that means somebody was buried alive oh my god yeah like that's scary dude like i mean did, wasn't there a movie god there was a movie about that um Buried, I think is the name of the movie. Ryan Reynolds was in it. Yeah, uh, that, I watched that movie. That was one of the, the weirdest uh, movies, but like also, like it wasn't supposed to be scary, but it was kind of scary because you were like, man, what if, you know, I was out somewhere and somebody drugged me and then buried me alive? Like, what the fuck? Right. That, that to me... Like that to me, and, and again, I'll say it again. Like that to me is one of like a fear. You know what I mean? Like because you're scared to. It's the idea of suffocation. It's the idea of being alone. It's the idea of being unsure of what's going on, what's happening, and it's very, very scary. You know and it's because you're in a sorry i'm i'm having sorry no no uh i understand uh we're talking about bear people being buried alive and then my mind went someplace else yeah. i apologize um you know like All right, sorry. Let's let's move on to the yeah, next one. Let's um, move on to the next one. Uh, let's move on to the next one. The last one we're going to talk about tonight is the Ottawa Jail Hostel. Hold on. Before I even go any further, Jail Hostel? I, I don't think those two things go together. No, they do not. If you've seen the movie Hostel, you know what I'm talking you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay, so it's the Ottawa Jail Hostel in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. So serving as Ottawa's jail for over 100 years, uh, it closed in 1972. A year after that, it reopened as a hostel. Uh, okay, wow. <laughs> uh, and has served as an ideal stopover for budget travelers from all over the world. Timeout. Pause. Okay. <laughs> I I I don't know that I want to um rent a room in in a jail. No. Ever. Mm. Mm -mm. No. Uh okay. So, uh due to its past as a jail, there have been a lot of individual turmoil including Three executions, including the infamous hanging of Patrick J. Whelan, who was sentenced to death after being found guilty of murdering Thomas Darcy McGee, one of Canadian or one of Canada's fathers of Confederation. Ah. Uh, guests and staff have witnessed so much activity at this location, including disembodied voices being touched by unseen hands and apparitions. One of the apparitions is said to be of Whelan himself, who has been known to appear throughout the building, but most unnervingly of all, at the foot of guests' beds. Oh hell no. Nope. <laughs> Oh hell no. no. <laughs> hell no. 
so you can still book to stay <laughs> at the hostel with rooms coming in the three by nine variety, including modern comforts, of course. No, no, thank you. No, no, no. First of all, I'm not renting a room that used to be a prison. Second of all, I'm not going to lay in a bed with the possibility of Mr. Patrick Whelan standing at the foot of my bed. Okay? Like, he murdered Thomas Darcy McGee, and he hung himself. I mean, but here's the thing. Is is he going to be hanging at the foot of my bed? Is he going to be standing at the foot of my bed? Like, I'm good. I don't, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need to be here. Uh, exactly. Count me out. Oh, Lord. Whew. This is, <laughs> no. Um, but then it talks about, you also talk about the disembodied voices and being touched by unseen hands. Like, I mean, we've had, we've, we've, we've talked about it previously in some of the ones that we did from the States about unseen hands pushing people, you know, it doesn't say anything about pushing in this particular piece, but so you're sitting there just not thinking about nothing. All of a sudden you feel a hand on your shoulder. You're like, what the fuck is it? You know, that freak you out, you know? Right. Yeah. No, yeah. Count not something out. I'm not doing it. No, thank you. All right. So that being said, Bubba, after all the ones we've talked about this evening, which one to you was the most interesting? Uh, well, first of all, the Ottawa Jail Hostel. Um, <laughs> right. That one, the um, uh, the one with the lighthouse. What was that one? Um, the uh, the Gibraltar Point Lighthouse. Yes. Um, that one and the very. First one we talked about, I believe it was St. Francis Xavier University. Yes, SFX. Okay. Yeah, SFX. Yeah, that's pretty pretty interesting. Um I the like the uh the Dunvegan Park is is one I thought was interesting from the standpoint of like the the mystery around the woman in the white cloak. Like that's one that's very interesting. Um the Ottawa Bytown Museum simply because it's like these two ghosts are fighting over who the top ghost is uh, like that's yeah that would have been number four for me like that one's interesting just don't ever try to use a computer or try to challenge one of these ghosts because you never know what's going to happen right um you know uh you know and it's like and the all the ones from uh the uh the fairmount empress in victoria they all seem a little bit tame in a sense. They, they you really know what I mean? Do. Except for the, you know, the, 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 the shadow of the man hanging himself that might scare some people off. Um, you know, and then there's the tragic ones of, uh, Annie Lindsay, unfortunately being buried alive. That's who that's still something that, you know, like, like, like my chest is getting tight thinking about that. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and I do apologize to everybody um, earlier. I just, you uh, know, was you know we bur no, we buried my mom a couple of weeks ago, and it's just yeah, no need to I'm still, apologize it, at all. Yeah, um, but you know, but and also the the jail hostel. That's it's interesting from the point of if you like that sort of thing, but I don't like that sort of thing. <laughs> I'm, you're never gonna find me in a jail hostel. That's not gonna happen. Nope, not at all. Uh, Yes. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you being so patient with us because uh, we did say we were going to bring a bring back a very special edition of The Hauntings of. And that is part one of The Hauntings of Canada. And we will be back in two weeks with the part two of The Hauntings of Canada. Yes. Um, hopefully you guys enjoy that. And if you have any experience whatsoever with anything that you've heard on tonight's list, Send us a message, send us an email, let us know your experiences, um, and then we'll read them on the show, you know. Or if we have to, we will get, you know, we'll, we'll do another episode of The Hauntings of and do your experiences and talk about your paranormal activity, if you will. Um, 
That being said, Bubba, anything you want to say before we bounce out of here tonight? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Shout out to Sean Thompson of Thompson Personal Training. Shout out to Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic uh, Conversation Podcast. Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network. Twitch.tv slash UnleashedDemon. I've been Montanez. Sean Miller would should I watch that. Thank you to everybody for sponsoring. Thank you for everybody who shows love and support to the podcast. Over twenty thousand downloads. Couldn't have, we couldn't have done it? We couldn't have done it without you guys. Um, and we have a lot of things going on. A lot of cool things. Uh, we're kicking it in high gear for the year twenty twenty two. We got a lot of lists coming up. We got something about sports is coming back after after. Are you ready for some football ends? We got a lot of cool top tens we got available. Um, we are going to do the rock retrospective of Blink-182. Just be patient with us. We will make sure that that gets done. Uh, we also have our Rap Rewind series that we are doing. The next one, I believe, is uh, Recovery by Eminem. That is correct. Uh, we, also got more battle, we also got more battle topics coming out very soon. Uh, we're also going to be doing uh, an evening with, uh, with a couple of a uh, couple of people that uh, we were going to do an evening with, but then tragedy happened and we're not going to go there. Um, but we do have a lot of cool things going on, a lot of cool things coming down the pike. And we're excited about the newest series that we're fixing to uh, bring to Movement Radio. Um, we're not going to tell you guys about it in detail just yet. Just know that if you are a fan of true crime style podcast, I think you'll enjoy the brand new series that we're fixing to give you. Uh, uh, I that think being so as well. Yeah. Um, again, but like we said, thank you guys so much. We love you guys. And we'll see you next time right here on, on another edition of The Hunting's Up. Ha ha ha. Chip, let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Click the bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan. <laughs>